Today we have the wonderful privilege of having Laura Wall with us again, and I think what you will experience is an incredible richness as we try and expand our understanding of the multiple aspects and roles of God. And Laura is here now to both introduce the scripture and bring us the message. Great to have you here. It's great to be here. I, am I, okay. I just want to say again how blessed I feel. Every time I am in community here, it's a gift to me. I'm So thank you. Thank you. It's really good to be here. Um, there was a science teacher who was doing a section on magnets. And, uh, you know, so they, they discussed properties of magnets and attraction. And, uh, and then the next day gave a pop quiz. And the first question on the quiz was, my name begins with M. I have six letters. And I pick up everything around me. What am I? And 80% of the class answered mother. <laughs> you know, this is a, it may be a true story, may not be. Part of me goes, well, half of the kids I know don't really even know that their mothers are doing that. <laughs> they, they just take it for granted. And so part of my message today is about the, the background, the significant background tasks that women do and, and the significant female aspects that we can also ascribe to God. And so I want you to listen to that as, as I'm giving the message. Um, some of the readings we chose are also going to call out some of the feminine aspects of God. So let's hear the word. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been born by me from your birth, carried from the womb. Even to your old age, I am he. Even when you turn gray, I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear. I will carry and will save. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. In the Gospel reading today, we'll hear the theme of bread and nourishment on multiple levels. Um, and this is also the theme of my message today, is a nourishing God and nurturing God, which is um, symbolized by the beautiful bread Shannon laid out for us. I just love that. Thank you, Shannon. Um, so as we listen to the Gospel, listen for the multiple levels of nourishment that are being addressed. And can we rise to hear the Gospel, please? So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the bread, the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to, her, to him, Sir, give us this bread always. 
Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of the Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. So the title of our, our message is A Nourishing God, and I'm framing it with a story. So I just want to invite you to journey with me. She awakes before sunrise to go to the fields. This is her time. Babies still sleeping, brothers tending sheep. The morning birds rustle as she passes on her way to the well. The air is still cool. Soon it will be dusty and hot. She, she recites the prayer for the washing of hands, then splashes her face from the basin by the well. Harvesting grain is hard work, but it's honest work, and it's good work, and she has a strong back. The fields are golden and ripe, and they stretch out before her like a promise. If she works hard and gleans well, and bundles, and stacks, and dries, and carries, and threshes, and pours the thousand grains, kernels of grain, into the tall clay jars, then her family will eat all through winter. Soon the others will come, and together they'll work the fields. But for now, for her, the fields stretch out, and the sky cups her face, and she stops just for a moment to look out across the still morning air and say the prayer for when you see something so beautiful. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of the universe, who has this in your universe. Then she bends toward the grain to begin. It's a miracle. Friction, a little water, and fire, and grain becomes bread. Who thought of that? It's a miracle how the earth feeds us, and we feed each other. Food, living food that creates new cells in our bodies is a miracle. We become what we eat, and what we eat becomes us. The cells from the grain feed us, and our cells are what that stock of grain pulled from the earth becomes. The bread gives us life and in that way lives on in us. It's transmutation, regeneration, and I believe it's holy. 
For most of the world, a baby's first food is mother's milk, but it begins earlier than that. Our first food is our mother's body. It's a miracle how cells from the mother's body nourish the growing child. How does that happen? And it's not just physical nourishment. This amazing bond between infant and mother transcends the physical and includes something we can hardly name. Tendresse, awe, deep regard, wonder. And we know that babies being nursed, held, and cuddled not surprisingly show increased feelings of peace and safety. This early nurturing bonding is linked to the development of compassion and empathy in the growing child. But here's the really amazing part, I think. These feelings of peace and security, this capacity for empathy and compassion, they also increase in the parents who nurture. It's a miracle how by the act of loving itself, our capacity to love increases. Some of our earliest texts use mothering language to describe the experience of God and Christ. Last week, Pastor Brad pointed out, he revisited the Genesis text that states quite clearly that men and women both are created in the image of God. Other scriptures refer to God as a woman in labor, God as a midwife, God as a nursing mother. In fact, I originally had quite a few more readings for you this morning. Shannon suggested we might want to thin those out, but I'd be happy to share them. Just see me afterward. They're there. They're there. You just have to look for them. It's kind of like the, the metaphor that I spoke about in the introduction. Women's work may be in the background, but it's significant. The same could be said for feminine language and symbolism about God. Maybe in the background, but it's significant. This language of God as mother continues to be found in writings from the first centuries after the Gospels were written. I'm guessing if you're not in seminary, you probably don't have this on your summer reading list. So I'm going to share some of these writings with you because I really find it very striking, the, the languaging that they use to describe something almost indescribable. They, they combine mother's milk and compassion and their experience and their relationship with God and Christ. See, see what you think. Clement of Alexandria, who was one of the uh, first well-known theologians of the Greek church, said in the second century that God himself is love and out of love to us became feminine. In his ineffable essence, he's father. In his compassion to us, he's mother. Clement also said that the body of Christ nourishes by the word which the Lord brought forth in, in throes of flesh. The nutriment is the milk of the father. The father's breasts of love. The father's breasts of love supply milk. Half the men in the room are getting itchy under the collar. Honey, I know we're Methodists, but uh, I think I have to go paint the garage. <laughs> Clement, uh, excuse me. It is, a little, it is a little awkward. But I think that you can feel how their experience, these, these early Christian fathers, and these are men writing, their experience was so all-encompassing and enveloping that they, they almost had to create new language to describe it. St. Ambrose in the 4th century wrote that God is the bride, God is like the bride, excuse me, Christ, 
is like the bride that carried us in her womb, gave birth to us, and fed us with her own milk. That's amazing to me. Think about what moved St. Ambrose to speak in that way. St. Augustine, whose conversion was said to have been influenced by listening to Ambrose preach, said that just as a mother suckling her infant transfers from her flesh the very same food which would otherwise be unsuitable to the babe, so the Lord, in order to convert his wisdom into milk for our benefit, I just love that, his wisdom into milk, came to us clothed in flesh. How natural it is, after all, when describing the embodiment of God, our Lord, Jesus Christ, to compare it to the embodiment of earthly compassion, a nurturing parent. So why would we hesitate to call God our mother, as well as our father, to experience the love that Christ has for us as containing everything we need from both parents and more? Maybe our mother in God is the one who comes into our room late at night in the dark to lay a cool hand on our forehead. Maybe she's the one who always has a bowl of soup waiting in case we're hungry. Maybe she's the one, and I'm sure you all know the story of the footprints in the sand. What could be more nurturing? What could be more mothering than carrying? Carrying us when we don't even know she's there. Maybe she's the one we sometimes take a bit for granted. I loved the reading Shannon shared last week. Uh, if you weren't here, she talked about Tongan women whose role it was to feed the village, the entire village. That's what women did. And I, when we look at a culture where, where roles are so defined, we sometimes forget that such a feminine role could carry with it great honor, great pride. And I wonder sometimes, do we devalue feeding and nourishing because these are traditionally female roles? Is, if we do, do we devalue the feminine aspects of God? Could that be? If men were the village cooks who served food, who served the entire village, would that make a difference for how we think about God? Although, what could be more nurturing than building a house, a habitat for humanity and the work that's done there? So as the reading that Shannon shared described it, when Jesus broke the bread, he took on the role of a female servant. And we know, of course, that he did more than that. He not only broke the bread, he became it for all of us forever. We become what we eat, and what we eat becomes us. We become the bread of life. We take the bread of Jesus into our bodies, into our souls, so that Jesus may live on in us, so that we may become more compassionate, more merciful, more nurturing, we could even say more like a mother. But of course it goes without saying that men nurture too. They tend and carry and cuddle and protect. I just, I just love the picture with the tattoo. I think it's my favorite. This tough guy with this little baby. Mothers no more have the corner on compassion than fathers have the corner on discipline. Sure, we could have a few lively conversations around that. But it comes down to this. In an incarnational theology, a, a religion of God in a body, in the flesh, with us, where Eucharist is at the center, 
And we aspire to become more Christ-like by feeding the hungry and tending the weak. And we worship a God who was born to a woman. How can we fail to include nursing, birthing, tending, carrying in our ideas of God and spirituality? And doesn't it follow that if we're to see God in everyone, that we should see everyone in God? Male and female, God created them. In God's own image, God created them, every one of them. And then God loved them so much that he became them. And he walked among them and healed them and loved them, loved us. And by this act of loving us, his own capacity to love increased until he gave all of himself for us so that he could keep giving to us forever. It's a miracle. We take, we eat, so that the bread of Christ may live on and so that we offer this food to others. And when we do, when we do, we're feeding Christ himself. It was the time of the Passover. She had worked hard in the kitchens all day, sifting the best flour for the unleavened bread, cleaning the lamb for the sacrifice, filtering the wines and oils, sorting oranges and figs and dates and olives. She swept and scrubbed, laid down cloth and put out basins of water before the guests, guests arrived. Toward evening, she mixed water and salt with the flour shaped it and placed it on the firestone. She watched it go into the brick oven, watched the flames hiss and the dough crackle. When it was ready, she wrapped it in a cloth, placed it in a basket and brought it in to the gathering. They took it from her without glancing up and went on eating. But something Something made her linger by the doorway. Something in the voice of the man at the center of the group. Or maybe in his manner. He'd seen her, she thought. Even though he didn't take the bread from her hand, he'd seen her. And now maybe was even talking to her. She drew closer and listened. And as she was listening, he took the bread, her bread, the bread that she had baked from grain she had cut, and ground and sifted and mixed. And after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to those gathered with him, and said, Take, eat. This is my body. May we, all of us, male and female, be the bakers of that bread and ever seek for new ways to bring it to a hungry world. Amen.